Hey, this is C. Hope Clark, editor of FundsForWriters.com and also author of the Carolina Slade Mystery Series. Book three, Palmetto Poison, is scheduled to come out the 1st of February, 2014. What do you deserve? What are your rights? What is your guaranteed return on your investment when you write a book? When you read a book? When you live? Absolutely nothing. Nilch, zero, nada. You're not entitled to a single solitary thing. And the ones who embrace life understanding this fact are usually the ones who succeed. As a child, I decided that the harder I worked, the more likely I would succeed. Most of my life, that concept worked pretty well. But there came a time when I thought I did the right thing, worked hard, gave it my all, made proper decisions based upon ample research, and followed through as instructed. Yet, I still fell short of success. A few events could be interpreted as abject failure. Characters that don't get what they deserve, just like sometimes we feel like, actually are a rich well for storytelling. And I think every author out there knows that. I see repercussions happening to people everywhere, in all professions, in family situations, in personal choices, in the smallest of issues, in the most major and grandiose of decisions. Sometimes it's as simple as reading a book blurb then you lay down, lay down your hard-earned $15 or $20 for your book, then realizing the characters are way too two-dimensional, the protagonist curses too much for your liking, or the story never fulfills your desire for an entertaining read. Did you deserve to be entertained when you bought that book? Maybe you hired a turnkey press to self-publish your book for you, paying for the promotional plan, the extra cover design, the broader distribution to a dozen ebook resources, all these promises. But the book sells 47 copies in six months. Did you deserve to sell thousands of books? You were lucky enough to acquire a traditional publisher. Congratulations! But they start deciding what the cover is going to look like, the release date, the places where it will be reviewed, and they don't listen to your suggestions. Do you deserve to be heard? You married your high school sweetheart. You knew each other for a decade before tying the knot. Then a decade later, you realize the mistake and go your separate ways. Did you deserve to be happy? You had two children. You financially, emotionally, physically, socially supported them, yet one never calls and another contacts you only for money, or they move cross-country for you to see them only every two or three years, or they drop out of school not listening to your lessons learned, to your advice on how to avoid your mistakes. Did you deserve to have a better family than this? Success is not a guarantee, nor is happiness. To say you deserve something intangible is just not so. Of course, if you pay for a tasty, well-served dinner in a nice restaurant and the fork is dirty, the meat is raw, or a fly lies belly up in your salad, you deserve a refund. 
But if you expect the best dinner in the world, better than anything your palate has experienced, then no, you don't deserve that. When it comes to the intangible, understand there are no guarantees. The most successful do not fuss about what they deserved. They do not fret on Facebook about what they didn't get out of something. The successful study what happened, why they didn't win, why they didn't get entertained, why they didn't make a buck, why they didn't achieve number one, and then they change their path accordingly. They learn from what they did or what they didn't do. They choose what not to do again, and they decide what else to try. The successful do not waste their time discussing failure. Of course you want to identify why failure occurred. You need to understand failure to know how to change course. If you read a sci-fi book, let's say by author Jane Doe, and you couldn't read past chapter 5 because it was so bad, what do you do? Do you leave a horrible one-star review on Amazon? Do you rant on Facebook about that horrendous author? Do you decide not to read Jane Doe's book again? Excuse me, decide not to read her work again? Do you decide not to read sci-fi ever again? Do you decide not to read again? Do you just decide to hate books? Listen to all that. Jane Doe wrote the best book she could write. She doesn't know you, but she sincerely hoped you would enjoy her story. She did not publish a book to alienate anyone. Love the sci-fi pun there. She did not point at you and say, I'm writing and publishing this just to irritate you. I want to suck your $15 away from your pocket, sell you a bad book, and walk away sneering at how I scammed you. Sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? So, to best capitalize on your time and energies, you choose to not read Jane Doe again, or you decide to look harder at Jane's work before buying it next time. Why do anything more than that? Why waste your energy? As a writer, since many of my readers are struggling, mid-list and successful scribes themselves, you have the right to attempt to create and sell your work. It doesn't always happen. In fact, the odds are against you being successful. Those who try harder have a higher success rate. There's no doubting that. Those who study failure and construct new ways around it have a higher success rate than that. Those who spend more time moving forward and less time wallowing in anger and depression about not getting what they deserve have a higher success rate. You do not deserve a 100% chance for happiness, entertainment, or success. Don't you feel great knowing that? You should. Going into any choice knowing that you have a likely likelihood of not being happy on the other end removes the burden of achieving perfection, which nobody needs to bear anyway. Once you embrace that knowledge, you can fail with dignity and waste less time feeling shortchanged. Don't you love that? For my writing friends, view these controversies from the angle of not deserving them. One, you pitch an agent and don't receive a reply. To most authors, that makes them furious. But you know what? That agent is probably swamped with keeping her current clients happy. Acquiring new clients is not a major part of her duties. She might have to choose between hiring someone to answer those query letters 
or saving the cost of that employee and using the money instead to aid her own clients. It's just a quick answer, you may argue. She can just return a reply to your email. Well, 500 quick answers per week takes time. It takes hours. Would you like to read and reply to 500 emails when it helps you in no way achieve your goals? Second instance, you ask readers to read your story and nobody seems to care. A fast reader covers a book a week. He has millions of books to choose from, thousands bombarding him daily. He has to balance his work and his family as well as read those books. So when your book is thrown into that maelstrom that is Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and the Indie Revolution, he might not find that book. Or he might find it and not like the cover. He might not like the genre. He might not like the blurb on it. He might not like reading new authors. Third example, you query 20 magazines and receive five rejections while 15 do not respond. You know what? That magazine probably has one person reviewing queries. Yours comes in. It doesn't jump off the page to him, or he knows another writer who can write this same subject, subject and be trusted to meet the deadline. Or he just bought a similar subject from another author. Or he knows the readership isn't fond of this subject you're pitching. Or your credentials don't excite him. What's to get mad about that on your end? It is what it is. Another example. You start a blog to create a platform and nobody comments. I understand that. I hate it when I post something and nobody comments. Do you know how many blogs are out there though? I go through blogs like candy. And when I tire of one, I unsubscribe and seek new ones. I have no sense of loyalty to one that does not continue to enlighten me. That's the blogging world, y'all. Its readers are fickle. Serious bloggers work darn hard at staying fresh. You can grump about what didn't work, fussing about what level of success you deserved because of the work you put into it. Or you can remain calm, even attempt to be happy and realize whatever you chose didn't work. That would mean that now you have a better idea of what will work, right? Quit worrying about what you deserve. Instead, study what did not happen per your expectations and take off in another direction with a fresh, crisp plan in mind. All that energy wasted complaining, fighting depression, or debasing yourself could be spent achieving the success you now know more about achieving. Be happy. I want you to realize that life is trial and error, with a lot of that error not always avoidable. We don't deserve anything except satisfaction in how we live our lives and achieve our goals. And even with dozens of failures in your past, you can be the happiest person on the block because you love the journey of living. Rather than holding back, regretting what you've done or what's been done to you, or even what you haven't done, love moving forward. Love finding new ways to enjoy life. Spending your days trying to constantly improve is much more fun than hollering about what you deserve.
I hope you enjoyed that. Again, this is C. Hope Clark, editor of FundsForWriters.com, also author of the Carolina Slade Mystery Series with the third Palmetto Poison coming out the 1st of February. You can find more of my work at www.chopeclark.com. Thanks, and since this is a holiday season, I hope you have a very merry one. Appreciate it.